Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm host Ben Brandell, owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills, and passionate about personal growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. It's Myth Monday. We're your hosts, Ben and Brian, and today we're talking poisonous snakes. Before we get started, I'd like to introduce my host, Mr. Ben Brandell. Ben, what do you have to say when you hear the word poisonous snake? It, you know, it takes me back to the day when you and I were conservation education instructors. And Some good did, times there. It was, it was. It was. A lot of awesome animals that we got to work with and take care of, but uh, one of them being snakes. We, I personally always try to take a snake to every program because they're powerful. The reaction was amazing yes. every time you pull out a snake, yes. whether positive or negative. Absolutely. And, you know because of the interactions we had with snakes and and being able to teach people about snakes a lot of people would ask you and i you know they would send us text messages of pictures is this a poisonous snake and i always wanted to just quickly send a text right back and be like well how many poisonous snakes do we even have uh, yeah that's a question we i asked i think i got it from you in almost every program that i used a snake in i'd ask the class whether 100 people or five people how many poisonous snakes do we have right here in Missouri where we live? Yeah, how many how many poisonous snakes are there in the United States? And that led me to, to begin to shiver as I heard people calling it poisonous snakes because there is no such thing as a poisonous snake in the United States, in Missouri, anywhere you, that zero. you live here. Zero poisonous snakes. Correct. Right. Because so that, what is that's, poisonous? That's the myth, guys. So many people want to use the word poison, and the fact of the matter is uh, we don't have poisonous snakes because our snakes are Venomous. venomous. They That's do right. contain a toxin. Um, when you get down to defining poisonous versus venomous, each of those are really describing uh, the mode of delivery. So they're both toxins, but how is that toxin being delivered? That's what those words mean. So venomous snake bin would be... Yeah, so let's look at the difference between venomous and poisonous. Um, I usually love the example poison ivy because most people know what poison ivy is. So the poison ivy plant... If you were to touch that plant, you're going to get the oil from that plant, and it can cause a reaction on your skin. And that reaction is coming from the poison, right? So it is a poisonous plant. You can also take that plant and light it on fire. You know, some people burn their fields, pastures, whatever, and they may burn that plant. And when they do, they can inhale it. And as they inhale it, they're going to get the poison in their lungs because it is a poison. Same way if you were to eat it. Don't eat it. Don't ever try it. But if you were to eat it and get in your gut... It can definitely make you sick because it's a poisonous plant. But yeah, I some, can. If somebody tells you if you eat a baby poison <laughs> ivy leaf that it'll make you immune to poison ivy, has anyone ever done that to you, Brian? Somebody might have tried to pull that on me one time. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you didn't try it. Um, but you know, if we take a snake, um, let's say that it is a, a venomous snake, and you throw it on a fire and you smell that, you're not going to get sick. Mm -mm. If you go up and touch that snake, again, if it doesn't bite you, but you're just touching it, your skin on its back, on touching it, you're not going to get sick. In the same way, um, you know, if, if you were to eat it, you know, a lot of people do eat snake. If you cook that snake and eat it, it's not going to make you sick because it's not a poisonous thing. It's not a poisonous animal. And so that's why it makes me shudder. And that's why when people ask me the question, you know, is this a poisonous snake? I don't even want to identify it for them yeah. yet because I want them to truly understand that no, yeah, it's no. just incorrect use of a word. Correct. By definition, they're not using that word correctly. And truth matters, Brian. It, it, does. it does. It does. So to define venom, 
which is going to be what these snakes are. It is a venomous something that's injected. So there's venomous spiders, um, scorpions, wasps, bees, those things that are using a spine, a quill, or a fang to inject the toxin. That is venomous. So if a snake that is venomous bites you with its fangs, those fangs are hollow, kind of like a straw. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a gland above them that has the, the toxin, the venom held in it, and muscles around those glands. So as they bite, muscles contract. They push it through those fangs and inject it into into whatever they're biting, their prey, or if they're using it as a defense, um, something that's preying on them. Right, and it and they have a purpose, period. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people see a snake, and, and they're going to kill that snake. Um, you know, if it's in your home, if you're eradicating those snakes in your home, I completely get it. But outside of your home, I think it's very important to let them be, let them, let them go. And, and that's why we also get the second question. Um, I know Brian gets us a lot of, hey, is this a venomous snake? How do I know if it's a venomous yeah. snake? What does that look like? And there are some things you can do. The best thing is to learn the venomous snakes in your area, their patterns, their colors, to actually learn to be able to identify them. But if you haven't gotten that for or don't have the resources to do that, some things to look for are going to be the eyes. First mm-hmm. of all, a non-venomous snake has round black pupils. A venomous snake is going to have what we call a cat eye. It's going to have that vertical kind of slit pupil in their eye. Um, that's a sign that it's venomous. Also, our venomous snakes that we have are pit vipers. So they have uh, a pit in their head that is their sensory gland that they use for finding prey and striking. And that kind of creates that uh, triangle shape to their head. So if they kind of have that triangle broad, not really a pinhead, uh, if it's a triangle shape, that's a good sign that's a venomous snake as well and that you should uh, stay away from it. Yeah, but if you have to get that close to see all of that, you know, you're probably still in striking distance, so don't do it. That's right. why the coloration is so important. No, learn what that snake that's, color that's looks the like, the pattern of there. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then with the venomous snake, you know, the, the next question we get asked a lot of, what do you do if you get bit by a snake? Um, you know, how toxic is the venom? How long do you have? You know, as a, you know, uh, American Red Cross Wilderness First Aid Instructor, this is what they teach. This is what I would teach you if you were bit by a venomous snake is first identify where you were bit and what does it look like. So mm-hmm. do you have one hole, two holes, no holes? You know, if someone yells, I got bit by a snake, I'm going to look at it. If there are no holes, then I'm going to assume it was a non-venomous snake and roll on with life. And, right. and with that being that anytime you're bitten by any kind of animal, you need to keep it clean. You need to go get it cleaned. Well, well let me ask you this with that question. Mm-hmm. Do non-venomous snakes have teeth? They absolutely do. All snakes have teeth. All snakes have teeth. That's right. All snakes have teeth. And and those teeth they use to do what with, Brian? They can bite. You ever been bit by a snake? <laughs> I haven't. Have you? I have been bit by a snake. <laughs> do you remember that dang uh, Cleo, Cleopatra, mm-hmm. that ball python? She yep. was just probably the edgiest snake that Feisty. we had. She got me one time, um, and it, it bled. I mean, she had teeth. It bled. Obviously non-venomous. So really, your your first aid action is to, to clean it. Soap and water, um, cover it, bandage it, keep it clean, because they can get infected. Because we have more non-venomous snakes in the world than venomous, more people get bit by non-venomous, and they can get dirty. So there are actually more uh, hospitalized issues with non-venomous snake bites mm-hmm. than venomous snake bites because of how dirty their mouths are. Um, and they are going to break skin. There is going to be an open wound in blood and bacteria is present in their mouths. I mean, they eat mice and rodents and nasty living mm-hmm. things. So Absolutely. Um, there's bacteria present there to to cause an infection. Yeah. Keep it clean. And they're going to use those teeth to hold on to their, 
their prey. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's why they need them. Um, yeah. Gonna... I mean, yeah, and it hurts when one bites you. It feels like a, a pinch and a prick, and they have teeth that are kind of angled back in their mouth, so when they get the prey in their mouth, it keeps it in there, and it's actually going to kind of be forcing it towards the back of their mouth so they right. can they can get it ate and get it swallowed down their throat. Right, exactly. And that's that again, that's on the non-venomous side. Mm-hmm. On the venomous side, you know, being bit, you definitely want to look for are there any fang marks and also for that swelling. You know, people react differently to different poisons. Um, there's people that, uh, that is allergic to peanut butter and there's people that's not. So if you've never been bit by a venomous snake, you don't know how you're going to react to it. So you want to make sure you're always keeping those people calm, keeping yourself calm. And if you need to, call 911. Um, but do go get help. Um, go to the hospital, have them check it out. Um, but again, don't you can first identify. Yeah, yeah. Don't slice it open. But look for the fang marks. Um, look for the swelling. And then if you need to, call 911. Make sure you're still washing that wound always. And really keeping that person calm, keeping that, that wound really below the heart if you can to keep that from, from pumping. Because um, back in the day, Aaron's talk, or, uh, uh, Brian's talking about slicing. And as you're, where that's coming from is back in the day, they used to have the suction kits, you know. And uh, American Red Cross does not teach that. And inside that kit is a razor blade. And that is a bad deal. I mean, you're starting to to add more wounds. You're you're lacerating yourself. You're causing more problem um, with no gain. I mean, it's not fixing it. So even the suction, they're just saying there's just don't do it. So don't buy the kits. They're not needed. Um, You know, with the venomous snakes we have here in the Ozarks, you know, you have time. However, you may have allergic reaction to that. uh, So you have to be very, very careful. But... At the end of the day, um, you do have time to go seek help, stay calm, yeah. um, and watch it. Yeah. Watch that area. You mentioned the venomous snakes we have here in the Ozarks, which is going to kind of be a general Midwest. It's going to be a lot of what is uh, that local fauna of snake. Here we have 49 species of snakes in Missouri. Six of those are going to be considered venomous. Mm-hmm. So you got the copperhead. You have the water moccasin or cottonmouth. Mm-hmm. You have, the rest are all rattlesnakes. Right. You've got the timber rattler, the pygmy rattler, then you've got the eastern Mossasaga and the prairie Mossasaga. Mm-hmm. Now, the prairie Mossasaga is very, very uh, geographically focused in one area up there around Kansas City. Um, they're, they're endangered. There's not a whole lot of them left. The eastern Mossasaga is actually considered what's called extirpated, which means it's not an extinct species, but it is geographically extinct. So... Mm-hmm. Do mm. we have maybe a few left in Missouri? Yes, but um, they're pretty well extinct from the area where they considered to, to, to live. And those are the venomous snakes that we have uh, here in Missouri. Right, that's good. That reminds me of, uh, of some of the programs we used to teach, and, and kids would always um, say that snakes hiss. You know, uh, what sound does a snake make? And they, they're like, yeah. <laughs> I know that I've never heard a snake hiss, especially around here. Uh, but I think it comes from the rattlesnakes that you're talking about, of that, that tail rattling, hitting the leaf. Um, again, a, a myth would be that they do hiss. You're not going to walk up one and hear them hissing. Yeah. I don't hear it. Yeah. But there are some animals that mimic that that rattle too. Again, sounds like a hiss. There, but. There's also there's also a species that is considered non-venomous that if you were to get uh, real down to the exact definition would be considered venomous. What is it? So the hognose, you ever heard of the eastern hognose? That's an awesome snake. They're really cool. They, Their defense mechanism, they cobra out, they flatten out their head and almost look like a cobra, but we don't, do not have cobras uh, in the United States. No hissing cobras here. In the zoo or somebody's <laughs> pet, which don't know why you'd want a pet cobra. Mm-hmm. But anyway, 
they have what's called the Duvernoy's gland. So it does produce a venom. Now this venom is not it's, it's not toxic enough to really cause any kind of symptoms in a human in a human in a human. What it does, it kind of uh, to when they're eating prey, it kind of subdues their prey and helps them to kill it and swallow it. Mm-hmm. Um, they also don't have enough muscles around that Duvernoy's gland to actually fully inject. So while they are venomous, it's not one that we need to be worried about. So they're actually put into the non-venomous class when listing out those snakes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So why is it even important? We just define what venom is, talked about venomous snakes, talked about poison. Why is it even important? Does it matter if somebody asks, if I ask you, Ben, is this snake poisonous or not? You know what I'm asking, right? Right. Well, truth is so important to us. That's why we're having Myth Mondays. So truth is so important. And there's consequences in that. There's both good and bad. And, you know, one example of why it could be bad that people are causing something poisonous that's not could be their line of work. So, you know, if as you as a biologist Mm -hmm. in that field, if I was to tell you to go collect poisonous snakes, what's the first thing that comes to your mind if you're going to have to go collect poisonous snakes? I'm going to put gloves on because I know when I touch them, I'm going to get poison on my hands. Right. Like if it were a poison dart frog, a poison dart frog is actually poison. If you touch a poison dart frog, you're going to get sick. Right. Um, and cool fact about them, they don't actually make their own poison. Do you know that? I've heard that. So Explain. They're eating insects and the, the, their prey, what they're eating is actually where they're getting their toxin. Their body's not creating it. And then they secrete that through their skin and makes them poisonous. So if you told me there was a poisonous snake... As a biologist, I'm going to put gloves on if I have to go touch it so I'm not getting poisoned. But if you meant venom, what's going to happen to me? Right. Now you're going to get get bit through that glove and it doesn't matter. Right. Exactly. Are there any poisonous snakes in the world? Supposedly there's one. I've never seen it. But supposedly in Japan, a Japanese grass snake supposedly has um, a gland that it stores and secretes poison. So you need to wear a glove to touch something like that. And then it's getting that from a toad that it eats. Right. But the the whole point of that is that you're, you're identifying this poisonous. So you want to put, you know, PPE for your protective, uh, personal protective equipment on Mm -hmm. to touch that animal. Whereas if it still bites you now, you're getting thumped by, by a venomous snake. And if you watch, you know, hunting shows, fishing shows, or survival shows, you'll hear well-respected and well-known names say poisonous snakes. Um, and that's just kind of discrediting to me, you know? It does break my heart because yeah. they're sharing a lot of truth. Um, even when I go to purchase books, that is the, that's the number one thing I turn to. I turn to the index, I look up poison, and I want to see if they're going to call a snake poisonous or venomous. Right. Because um, the moment that I see that they're calling it a poisonous snake, I close it back, I put it on the shelf, and I'm like, well... It's good. If that's wrong, what else might be wrong with that good. book? Yeah, so. we're not we're not in the we're not in the business of naming names, but no. we see it and it, it is kind of disheartening and it's discrediting and we want them to be sharing truth um, through everything that they do. So hopefully um, you guys are getting this. Hopefully um, you guys understand what venom and, and uh, poison are now. So just kind of summarize poison is something that is ingested, it's uh, touched, it's it's sniffed, inhaled. Um, and the venom is something that is a toxin that is injected through a, a fang or a quill or, or a spike or something of that sort. So just Absolutely. to summarize that, I hope you guys understand. I hope this podcast brings value and understanding to you. We're so thankful that you guys have listened. Mm-hmm. And we hope that you'll join us next week for Myth Monday. And until then, we hope you find a way to spend some time outdoors. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.